whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Mrs. Wilson, before we talk about your new record, which is obviously a brilliant one, I gotta ask you something between just you and me. How many times did Led Zeppelin ask you to be their singer? And how many times did you decline? Well, they asked me <laughs> zero times. Oh! No times. And I declined zero <laughs> because... <laughs> If I would have been asked, I would have done it probably, but they didn't ask. <laughs> oh, I mean, how could they not? It's unbelievable. Well, you know, they're pretty conscious of, of um, Led Zeppelin's integrity. They don't want it to turn into a cartoon of its former self, you know. Uh, okay, okay. I don't see the cartoon in here, but it's okay. Well, uh, <laughs> well, you have a brilliant new record out, and it's uh, it's uh, a brilliant listen from you know track one to the very end. But you wrote in the liner notes in your booklet that uh, the muses cannot be bought or rushed. So uh, although it seems like it, you know it's it's so easy to listen to, how difficult was it really to to make this record? Uh, it took us a while. It took us. On and off, a week here and a week there, for yeah. nearly for nearly two years, um, we we just gathered at this little funky studio in Nashville, Tennessee, and, and started, you know, wrestling with ideas. And uh, the band Tripsitter and myself really get along well. Yeah. So we liked each other and we respected each other's ideas, and uh, it was not like a me and a bunch of hired hands thing. It was, it, it, it's a real band. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, one or the other song? Uh, there's a song on it. It's called Rusty Robots. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that song is, uh, that came straight out of a musical idea that the Trip Sitter guys had. <laughs> kind of a stumbling, awkward, funky groove that, I really liked, and they, they even named it Rusty Robots, so it, it was an easy thing to translate, and I just came up with the story of the person walking in a rain shower, and the rain shower um, refusing to back off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, they have a conversation, and but I like that one too, it's, it's, it's crazy. When you, when you wrote those songs and all those songs, uh, was that pretty much... A, where, was there a common musical idea behind all those songs, behind the whole record? Or did it come just one by one? They came one by one. Mm -hmm. Once they were all written and we saw the list, it seemed like they all could live together on the record just fine. So while we didn't come up with a theme or anything like that, a yeah. tight theme, the songs flow one into the other. Real well. That's what they do. That's why why it's such an easy listen uh, as well. It's uh, it's just amazing. That's great. Thank you. What are you going to do with this record? It, 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 it seems like a dumb question, but, you know, what's this record going to do for you, in your opinion? Well, in my opinion, it's given me a lot of confidence as a lyricist. And in the band Tripsitter, I think that we could do another record if we want. Yeah. 
we have established that we get along and that we like each other's ideas, like each other. We, we're all dog people. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's working. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, it, it works really well. You're probably going to be, uh, hopefully, playing some live shows with Tripsitter. And I know you played Wacken last year over here in Germany. But, you yeah. know, can, can you imagine coming to us with your band again for a whole tour? Which would be awesome, by the way. Yes, I really can. Our experience at Wacken was so wonderful. I mean, people just accepted us. And, and uh, we didn't know what to expect with that because we'd never been over there as a band. Yeah. Um, but we... Actually, I've been on tour with Tripsitter since last June, and um, we have one more leg to do this year before Christmas. So we've been on tour half the year over here, but we haven't been to Europe yet. Exactly. That's what we are waiting for over here. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Not too. <laughs> you have Tripsitter, but I, I just read and I just found out literally just, just today that you are also doing uh, uh, concerts with heart um, again pretty soon, as far as I can see. So are you running both bands parallel? Um, not yet, but okay. at the start of the year we will be, I think so. Okay, okay. And it remains to be seen how that will work because a lot of the time you say heart and people just go right there, you know, they, they take their eyes off of whatever you're doing and just go for art. But okay. Yeah. Uh. I've been working hard on this album and, uh, promoting it and touring and everything with trip sitter. Yeah. Whenever we can do that, we're going to do that. All right. Can you, you know, besides the Wacken gig you did, Can you actually remember the last time you played in Germany? I believe it was in the 90s. Okay, because <laughs> I can't. It's been so long. I know. <laughs> I, know. Just, I think that artists get caught up in playing Australia and New Zealand and Japan, all this stuff, and the States, and they they get tired before they hit Europe. <laughs> But we're not going to do that. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the next question is definitely not meant in any way offensive. But I got to ask you this because people at a certain age, they simply retire. They have their house on Hawaii, their farm in Florida, the mansion in Massachusetts, whatever you have. But you never seem to stop, do you? No, I, I, I don't understand what the term re retirement means. <laughs> okay. I don't know what I would do. I think I'd be really bored. <laughs> I've always worked and, and um, I've always been in bands and it's, it, that, that's kind of what I ask myself about Elton John, for instance, now that he's not touring anymore, he's toured ever since he was 15, you know, yeah. I mean, That's got to be an immense life change, like a sea change. 
Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but what is the thing on the other hand that motivates you still? I mean, you've achieved, I think, so much in your life. You know, that of just a few persons, a few people in the whole world have achieved. What is, what is there left for you? What is, what is a goal that you go like, well, I've never done this before, you know, that's what we should aim for. Is there, is there anything like this left for you? Like this one vision you have to fulfill yourself? Well, um, in terms of achievements and things like that, yeah. I'm not really that, that into that, you know. Like I, the thing that really gets me off the most is just when a song turns out great and it's, it's just everything is working and... It sounds great. It feels great. It's real. That's that's what I will go for. That's what gets me going. Were you ever afraid, you know, sometimes during all those years, that your voice might get weaker? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, but it didn't. Well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, you, sound, you, sound, you sound great and powerful as always. And again... Not many people do, you know. Yeah, I know. It's the, the whole physical, human physical body tends to, as it ages, it tends to relax. And that's true of the vocal mechanism, you know. Mm -hmm. So a lot, a lot of people's voices just get lower and they can't reach those super high notes that they did when they were 22, you know. You know, I do an awful lot of warm up exercises and I prepare to go on stage a lot more than I used to have to, but it, it, it helps. It really does help. Okay. How long are you gigs now? Can, how old are my how, how long do you, do you, do your concerts last? I mean, can you go out there and do two hours or is it like, no, no, it's way too much now. We generally do about 90 minutes. Mm. Yeah. And the, right now we're doing a show that has two shows in it we do one the first half of the show and then a short intermission and then the second half of the show all right so that's great because it's it's i can do that you know i can do that without getting into trouble vocally <laughs> yeah yeah i understand um how much with when you play with trip sitter are you actually forced to play some hard songs are you at all Well, we're not forced to, yeah. but we do. And because the heart songs and the the new songs all seem to work together, they flow together. So we designed a set that's that's just a mixture of all of them. It works well. Do you actually, do people come up to you? Although it says, you know, it says there's, it's Ann Wilson and Tripsitter. And, you know, it's, it's their record. Do people confuse it with heart? Well, so far they have not. Okay. Uh, it, it doesn't really sound like heart used to sound, you know? I mean, it's got its own sound. Yeah. So, but we'll see what happens next year, you know, whether people can keep it straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's, are there, are there, is there one thing in your career that you actually would like to go back and go like, well, I'm going to do this differently now. Is there something oh, like that? Like listening to old stuff and wishing you could change it? Anything. Yeah. 
Uh, I probably wouldn't have partied as much in the 80s. (laughs) Above and beyond that, I mean, all the decisions that I made, I would make again the same way because they, that's what was called for. Yeah. Uh, But I made it harder for myself in the 80s because I was just, I was just having so much fun. And... (laughs) And trying to be serious with a career at the same time. <laughs> well, uh, uh, it's just, you know, it's just great that you're here and that you just keep on going. And uh, and the hope here, over here, just high to see you in one way or the other. But, uh, you know, just can you be a little bit more specific about what's exactly going to happen next year? Is there any chance for us? Is there any hope for us in Europe? Or is it just, you know, are you focusing on the States just again? No, we're, we're, um, I've already seen an itinerary that includes Europe oh. and, and, um, Japan and Australia and New Zealand, you know, the world. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be over there. Ah, that's nice. That's nice. Can you tell us about the record title? Why, you, why, why did you call the record Another Door? Well, Another Door comes out of, the lyrics of one of the songs, the song Trip Sitter. Uh, it's just the songs about a person who who's wandering in their life and they, they get to a certain point in their life and they find this other door that they can, they can open and go in and make discoveries, you know. And that's, I didn't want to define what was behind the other door. I wanted people to just imagine for themselves what might be inside the other door. Is uh, Trip City the other door for you? Uh, yeah, good question. I think I, I think it is in a big way, mm. in a real big way. Was there a certain spark when you met up with those guys, when you met those guys, and you said like, did, did you see something where you go like, oh, this is, could be my other future? I thought of Trip Sitter, once we got into it and got into the writing and the f- recording of it, yeah, felt that uh, it was deeply satisfying, and uh, it, it it was the reason why I started music in the first place. Yeah, and it was honest and real, and um, that was exactly what I was looking for at the time, and always. You know, how how did you guys meet up anyway? Oh, uh, during the pandemic time when we were all locked in the house for a few months, I was working on a bunch of demos. Yeah. And um, I wanted to develop them in the studio. So I called someone who said, you should hire this guy, Tom Bukovac, as your musical director. So I did. <laughs> and I said, Tom, bring your favorite musicians along to this session and let's just roll with this. Let's develop these things and see what we have. So we went to down to the Fame Studio in um, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and we got in there and just started working on these songs. And um, it wasn't long before we realized that we really clicked together, and we liked each other, and we liked each other's ideas, and uh, we wanted to have a band, not just have it be me hiring some sidemen, but a real band, you know, where everybody's <laughs> opinion matters and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you hadn't met Traps Tripsiller and you could pick any musician you wanted, which would be your favorite band to pick? Wow. 
Don't say Led Zeppelin. <laughs> right, right. Which band or which individual musician? Yeah, which musicians? If you could, you know, put form your own band. Well, let's see. Which you could, bass, actually. Yeah. On bass, probably. Oh, God, what's his name who played for Peter Gabriel? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On guitar, Jimi Hendrix. All right. On keyboards, Elton John. Interesting. I mean, these Tony Levin bass player. Yeah. Tony yeah. Levin. Yeah. And on drums, wow, that, that's a hard one. Drums are so important. Yeah. Um, I probably would have to do like a a section, like a a drummer and a percussionist. Yeah. Some people that play with Paul Simon. Oh, okay. What does your hometown Seattle means to you? You just mentioned Jimi Hendrix, and uh, you have you. I, I think you get. Every respect you deserve from all the people of your hometown. You know, grunge came out of it in Persia and what have you. But what does Seattle mean to you now? Well, Seattle is a is my hometown. Yeah. And it's where I was raised and first came to be in my first bands. And we started hard from Seattle musicians. Yeah. I think that nowadays, heart or Seattle means a close, very tight-knit, music scene, um, people just really share their ideas in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Do we, are, do you feel proud, um, you know, having put Seattle on the map, on the musical, on, on the music map, along with, you know, before that Jimi Hendrix, but, you know, again, being, you know, having all the influence, influences on, on all those, those people that came after you, uh, uh, music wise, does, does, does it make you proud? Do you go to your hometown and be like, Hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Seattle. And I like any part of it that I can claim as my own, I'll be very proud of. Uh, all right. Great. <laughs> well, um, I have almost no further questions. Thank you. And uh, I'll hopefully see you soon. Good see you too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rockin' podcasts.